Welcome back to the Get Up and Glow podcast. I am your host and my name is Becca and I'm the owner of Be Strong. I am here to help you nourish your health, your mind and your happiness. So without further ado, let's jump on into this week's episode. First of all, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I'm really, really excited to be chatting with you and this is actually a requested podcast this week. Now, I've been putting some things on my Instagram about some topics and content that you'd all love to see. And one topic that kept coming up was about emotional eating. So I've got a few podcast plans in relation to this and we are gonna start today with one of those episodes. So I'm really, really excited today. I'm gonna be going through three things that you need to do to help you to work through your emotional eating. So we are gonna be jumping on into that today and I'm really, really excited. Also, I don't know about anybody else, but as I'm recording this and I'm looking outside of my office window, there is gorgeous sunshine. Now I'm not being deceived, obviously it's still very cold, like I went out earlier and my hands were freezing because obviously I forgot my gloves, like I always do. But I'm looking out now and I'm like, yes, I am so here for the sunshine that we've got. So are you vibing with that as well? I don't know if anybody else is, but I always thought that I preferred like winter. Now, don't get me wrong. I do love autumn and winter because I love Halloween and I love Christmas, but I've actually come to realise that I really love like spring and summer. I love sunshine and weather like that. So I've had this big awakening about myself and actually realised that maybe I'm not obsessed with winter. Maybe it's actually summer. Do you know what I mean? I'm really excited though, because this is so off topic, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, for, uh, for Christmas, one of my presents was a picnic basket, and I'm literally so excited. <laughs> don't know why I'm telling you this. Um, we talk about anything on here, but yeah, I got a picnic basket for one of my Christmas presents, and I'm literally so excited to go onto a nice field whilst the sun is shining, enjoying my little my little picnic, having the best time. It's even got little cups in there so I can take a little drink with me. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Just imagine the scene. Summer, ugh, it's going to be beautiful. Don't know why I've told you that, but at least you all now know that I own a picnic basket now. But I hope you're all doing really well. And I, I hope everybody's having... um a lovely January as well. I hope that um you've not been doing way too much. Obviously, I feel like the vibe as we've spoke about of coming into this year is not burning ourselves out and finding some balance. So I do hope that you're doing really well with that. But I am done rambling about picnic baskets and I'm actually gonna go get on into the episode. Um, Obviously though, we have to go through the crystal. Every single week, as you know, I bring along a crystal. If you are new to the podcast, then every week I bring along a crystal with me because we are getting the energy ready for the podcast episode. So this week I brought along clear quartz. Um, I was looking at my crystals and she was screaming to me. She was like, pick me. So I went for clear quartz and it's actually really, uh, really quite funny that I picked this one because clear quartz is like the master healer. She is all about healing and growth. And I feel like what a better vibe than bringing this along for emotional eating because we need that healing energy. So 
probably a good reason that I've picked that one. And also, if you do enjoy the podcast and you are enjoying the episode, then please, please give it a share on your Instagram. It would mean the absolute world to spread the podcast to more people, to support more incredible women on healing their food relationship, feeling more nourished within their body and just creating a healthier and more fulfilled life. So if you are enjoying the podcast, you're a regular listener and you love the podcast, which I do hope so, I can imagine it's not the best listen to my voice every single week, but hey ho, then please, please give this a share, it would mean the absolute world, I'd be so, so grateful so we can get this message out to more incredible women. So let's get straight on into the episode. Now, emotional eating is obviously what we're going through today and there's so many different areas of emotional eating that I can touch upon and like I say, I have got some more episodes planned in relation to emotional eating. But when we talk to emotional eating and when we talk about it, not talk to, when we talk about it, we're not talking to it, stumbling on my words there, there is three things that you can start doing that is gonna help you begin managing your emotional eating. But before I jump on into those three steps, I just want you to go through the three-step process that you need to actually start healing your emotional eating. So there's three-step process that I use with my clients, I've used um, on my own journey, that is gonna be the secret source, if you will, to working through your emotional eating once again. The goal isn't to get rid of emotional eating. Sometimes we make the conscious decisions to um, have some food if we feel a bit emotional, but we do it in a mindful manner, in, a, in moderation and with awareness. So the goal isn't to just get rid of it and set that expectation. But if the emotional eating is from a mindless place, it's taken over our life, it's very frequent, it's leading to lots of overeating and guilt, then obviously we want to begin working through this. So the three-step process that you need is, the first step is understanding. It's about understanding your behaviours around food, your beliefs around food, your mindset around food, really starting to get curious about what is actually going off. And the reason why this is like a really important step is if you don't have awareness, you, you can't grow. Like we need to have awareness in order to actually take action and grow. So the first step is definitely understanding. Getting um, curious about your behaviors around food and your emotional eating, exploring them, asking yourself like why, what triggers it, starting to really delve into it because when you understand your behaviors and your mindsets around food, first of all, you, it's so easier to be compassionate when we understand our behaviors with food because we we kind of know where we're at. But it also means as well that you can know what action is gonna be best to take to help you start working through this. So awareness is the first one. You can journal on it, things like that. The second one is all to do with emotional regulation. So emotional eating is caused by emotional dysregulation. There's different things that can trigger emotional dysregulation. One of them, for example, is suppressing and ignoring our emotions. Another one is struggling to identify them. There's many different reasons why we can experience emotional dysregulation. So when we are stuck in this cycle, that can lead to emotional eating because we're not 
um, expressing emotions, identify them, etc. So we're turning to food as a comfort. So this is why a really, really important step with emotional eating is beginning to regulate our emotion and beginning to gain more understanding and awareness and acknowledgement around our emotion and also putting in techniques and practices to begin support regulating our emotion. The third and final uh, process step is behavior change. And this is all about the uh, emotional management and the steps that we put in place, the changes within our behavior, like the very more quote unquote practical work that is going to start helping us see changes within our food relationship. So it might look like techniques that help with managing emotional eating. It might look like routine changes, habits, things like that they're really important as well. So we can start doing, you know, on the podcast before I spoke about the inner and the outer work, this behavior change is really about the outer work. It's putting those outer changes in place to support our emotional eating. A really, really simple example might be your stress eating after work, a behavior change might look like after work, you go for a 10 minute walk to clear your head that's behavior change, that's routine change to support your food relationship. So that is the three-step process really to supporting you on working through emotional eating. Now, if you are listening to that and you're like, that sounds fabulous, like thank you so much for sharing that. And you're also thinking these steps are what I need, I want to explore them a little bit more because obviously in every single one of those steps there is so much depth and so much detail that we can go into to really support working through emotional eating. Then the fabulous news is, and I've not actually told you this yet on the podcast, so here we freaking go, the doors to the Flourish and Free Academy are open. If you don't know, the Flourish and Free Academy is my breakthrough online course which is all about helping you heal your food relationship, work through emotional eating, food guilt, food restriction, mindless eating, loads of different areas. So you can start healing your food relationship, moving away from an unhealthy place with food and body and like overall health and fitness and moving into a place of freedom so you can live your most fulfilled and happiest life ever. So that is what it's all about. In module one of the Flourish and Free Academy, I go through all of those steps in so much detail. I do not miss anything out. As you know, I've worked on my food relationship as well and I've made sure that everything that you could possibly need to heal your food relationship and create food freedom is within this academy. Everything, every technique, every bit of advice, every bit of support, guidance, everything that you need is within that. And module one is all about emotional eating. I go into these sections in so much depth and detail. So if you know that you really want to jump in to healing your food relationship and make this the year that you create more food freedom and you heal the relationship with your food and body then you want to be in the academy if you want to learn more about the flourishing free academy go to the link in the show notes and um, if you click on there you can read a little bit more about it what's involved a little bit more um over there just to let you know though as well that currently if you do join this week as i have uploaded this podcast there is a bonus bundle available and you'll get access to this bonus for free which saves you like so much it's like never been a better time to join and within this bonus bundle you'll get access to three bonus modules all on 
on socializing and freedom around that all on like menstrual cycle in relation to your food relationship and boosting your body image you'll get access to additional resources and which is my favorite part you'll get access to our private flourish and free group chat so you'll be supported by so many like-minded women which is super freaking amazing so if you want to learn more, if you know that you're like, yes, I want to jump in on this and I want to claim that juicy bundle, go to the link in the show notes. You can find more there. Any questions that you want to ask about the Flourishing Free Academy, then head over to my Instagram. The link is also in the show notes at bestrong.coach and I can answer any questions that you've got over there as well. But I can't wait to see you there. I'm so excited for this, but let me get back on into the episode. So now we've gone through the three-step process. The next thing that I really want to go into is three, really important areas that you need to work on and you need to really start stepping into to support managing your emotional eating. These are three things that aren't commonly spoke about but they're three things that if you don't recognize and don't work on you might struggle to actually work through and work on your emotional eating. So the first one is you need to wave goodbye to toxic positivity. I don't know about you, but I feel like we've been given this um, impression that we always need to feel positive and vibrant and high vibe and we always need to be like sunshines and rainbows. Now, don't get me wrong. If you know me, I'm all about having an optimistic and a grateful mindset. But that does not mean that you can never have moments where you don't feel positive and you maybe feel different emotions, more negative emotions, or you struggle. The issue with toxic positivity is it gives us the mindset and the belief that we always need to be positive. So what happens is when we're not feeling positive and other emotions come up, we then go into uh, self-critical stories, harsh language, negative self-talk. We go into this very um, like place of critique towards ourselves. And because of that, we then end up turning to food and we emotionally eat because it's like, oh, I'm not feeling positive. I feel like I should because I've got this expectation that I should always be positive. I'm going to beat myself up about that because I'm now doing that. I'm, I'm overeating because of all of these emotions that are coming up. This is why it's really important to move away from this place of toxic positivity. So when those other emotions do come up, because once again, we're human, they are going to come up, we're able to be like, oh, this is okay. This is a part of being the human, like a part of the human experience. A big part of being human is feeling a wide variety of emotions. It's knowing that we're not always going to feel positive. We're going to have loads of emotions come up on a regular basis and that's also okay. We need to move away from this expectation of I should always be positive. I should always be high vibe. I should always feel super, super, super happy to actually go in. Yes, I do want to feel happy and vibrant a large portion of the time. But I also know because I'm human, there's going to be times where my energy is lower and I do feel these negative emotions come up and I do struggle. But that doesn't make me any less of a human. That just makes me human. That's the thing that makes me human. It's the duality of what we feel and the duality of life. So when we move away from this toxic positivity, when we do feel these emotions come up, we don't go into this self-critical place, we just have more compassion and acceptance of, that's okay, I'm gonna move on from it. 
So moving away from toxic positivity is really important and reframing that expectation of I should always be positive to I get to just be human and I get to experience a wide variety of emotions. So that is really, really important because toxic positivity is often the thing that holds a lot of people back and triggers a lot of emotional eating. The second one that is really important to remember is having more awareness around what we're feeling. Now, you know, earlier where I mentioned about emotional regulation, this does link into that a little bit as well. So we need to have more awareness around what's coming up for us. So a lot of the time we notice, um, obviously emotional eating itself is very impulsive. It's, It's very quick and we just we end up just eating. We're not really thought about, we're not conscious, we're not aware, we, we're very impulsive and it just happens. We need to start bringing more awareness in the urges to emotionally eat because let's set an example. You've just come in from uh, work one day and you've really, really stressed from your, your day at work and you've just straight in the kitchen, and you've just eaten and it's really impulsive and you've not had awareness around it. What happens here is we aren't having time to stop and check in with ourselves. So when we have that urge to emotionally eat, what we want to start doing, and this is one thing I'd I'd make a note of or uh, just remember, is you want to pause. Physically, you want to pause, so stop. And you also want to pause in that moment and start taking deep breaths. What we're going to do is do some deep belly breaths, four seconds in, four seconds out. And then what you're going to do, super sorry about that. We like to keep things real over here. I was just recording that part of the podcast and my dog, lovely Charlie, if you follow my Instagram, you know what he looks like. He is actually gorgeous. He's a little angel, but at times he thinks that he's a warrior and he loves to just bark at things at the window. So he's just decided to... uh, be the, the protective dog that he thinks he is and start barking. If anybody on here owns a Springer Spaniel, you will know that they just love to bark at things. To be fair, I think a lot of dogs do anyway. So I do apologise about that, but we're just keeping it real over here because these things happen. But as I was saying is what you want to do, the pathway that you want to follow is taking those, uh, once you pause, taking those deep belly breaths. The great thing with doing deep breathing is it um, helps with like a reg- uh, regulating the nervous system and soothing us down, bringing a little bit more awareness because when we've got this heightened emotion and we're, we're feeling this emotion and we're about to be impulsive, we need to do something that's going to soothe us so we can kind of if you've been in that moment where you feel really emotional and you feel like you've got brain fog and you've not got time to think or process, so this is why we're quite impulsive. When we have this moment to do those deep breaths, we allow ourselves to be more aware of the situation and be able to look at it in a much more of a deeper level. So we do that and then all we're going to do is question ourselves. And I want you just to ask these questions. So am I hungry? This is a great way to bring hunger awareness, just checking in with what we're feeling. What am I actually feeling right now? What's actually going to help me right now? Because sometimes, obviously, if you are hungry, then that's when you check in with what an aligned choice is when it comes to food. For example, it might be a snack after work. You can then check in with what the aligned decision is. But then if it's not, you can then give yourself the opportunity to start exploring any underlying emotions and start exploring what's going off because it might be in that situation you explore, oh, I'm feeling really stressed because of X, Y, and Z at work. I know this is a feeling that's coming up now. So actually, I'm going to go 
for a walk, go journal, go speak to my partner, whatever it might look like for you, to help with this emotion so I can do something to soothe it and work through it rather than suppressing it and going to turn to food. Does that make sense? So all of a sudden we've gone from a very impulsive action to now taking a pathway that allows us to bring more awareness to what's going off to then help us work through it. Other things that you can do to support bringing awareness is you can do a daily journal practice where you literally just write down like how am I feeling today and you explore your emotions. This is very good as well. If you're somebody who struggles to identify emotions, this really helps with getting more comfortable with doing that. So we can do that daily journal routine. Another thing, like I say, is is checking in like we've just gone through and following that pathway. Another thing is just having regular points through your day where you just say to yourself like, have I got any emotions or like, what am I feeling today? Like what's going off now? Because once again, you might do your journal in the morning and feel okay. And then something comes up later on in the day. So regularly just checking in with ourselves from a place of kindness. You know, like if your friend wasn't feeling great, you'd probably message her a little bit, wouldn't you? Like, how, how are you doing? You all right? Just do the same with yourself. Like check in with yourself a little bit more because I think a lot of us, we, the, the person we check in with the least is ourselves. And we don't give ourselves the space or the time to check in with ourselves. And, you know, it, it can only take sometimes a couple of minutes, but it's very important to support regulating emotions. So that's the second thing that I'd advise doing. It's really bringing awareness. The third one is one that is really going to help you if you're somebody who notices emotional eating because of work or external factors. So I'm gonna use the example of work because I feel like this links to a lot of people, especially in January, if you're noticing a little bit more um, stress or being a little bit busier with work. What you wanna do is, well, probably what you're noticing now, if you are um, noticing emotional eating because of work, you're probably getting in from work or if you're working from home, you, you, you're going from your desk, wherever you are working, and you might be noticing that you turn into food because of those emotions that are coming up. So what you can do here um, to support this is look at a routine change. What I always advise to people is having like a post-work ritual. It's the best way I can describe it, but you'll get what I mean in a minute. So for me, I'll give my example. When I finish with a day of work, whether it's been stressful or not, not no matter what it is, my post-work ritual is I will go do my skincare and that is to me, that is me signifying that the working day is done. And when I'm doing my skincare, I just take some time to ask myself some questions and just check in with like how I'm doing, how I'm feeling, anything I wanna go through, celebrate any wins. That for me is my post-work ritual that is like, not only am I done with work, but it allows me to then check in with anything that's coming up for me and soothe anything that I'm feeling. So it's checking in with yourself, like, what can you do? Because a great thing with this is it sets your work boundaries. If you're overworking and you're not making time for yourself, that's a completely different podcast, but you'll notice more emotional eating because you're not filling your cup back up. You're not making time for you. You're not looking after yourselves. And that's going to increase chances of emotional eating because of like not showing care to ourselves. But also... What this allows us to do is have time to check in with ourselves and do something that helps soothe how we might feel after work. 
So if you know you sometimes feel overwhelmed or stressed after work, could you do something similar to what I do? Or could you go for a 10 minute walk? Or could you go lie in bed for 10 minutes and just do some deep breathing? Could you go do some journaling? Could you go sit on the sofa and read a couple of pages? Whatever it looks like for you. But having something that is a ritual that first of all signifies work is done and it's going to help if you're somebody who struggles to switch off from work it's going to really help with that and let you start making time to fill your cup back up which obviously helps with emotional eating but it's also going to be a great way to soothe anything that you're feeling and give you that space and chance to do it rather than coming in from work you know emotionally eating or thinking I need to do this this and this and this you then add more stress more overwhelm more pressure on your plate, which is then going to increase your chances of emotional eating. So just giving yourself, for example, that 10 minutes after work is going to be very, very game changing to support you on your emotional eating journey. And it's something that I could not recommend enough. So just start getting more curious and exploring what you could do as this post-work ritual. And that is going to be very, very game-changing as well. So they're the three things that I really would start implementing straight away. Waving goodbye to toxic positivity through giving yourself permission to be human and feel a wide variety of emotions, be compassionate. Have that post-work ritual in place and start exploring that and having awareness in those moments. I know we went through a pathway that you can use as well to support you. And when you start working on these already, you'll notice shifts within your emotional eating and that would be amazing. So yeah, I really do hope that that has supported you today. It's given you some uh, like tips and advice moving forward of what you can begin implementing. Any questions that you have off the back of the podcast, please don't hesitate to DM me over on Instagram. And I really do hope that this has supported you as well. But thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, Any other podcasts that you want to like request or topics you want me to go through, also let me know. And if you have any questions about the Flourishing Free Academy, also drop me a DM and make sure that that, uh, just to let you know that that bonus does end at the end of this week but thank you so much for joining me this week I'm super super grateful as always and go have a magical rest of your day and a fabulous rest of your week